right, welcome to the uh, welcome to the Eric Andrews Lang Show, everybody. It doesn't really feel like the Eric Andrews Lang Show. You know why? It feels like the Mad Scramble Tour Show. We're on a bus heading south from Providence. We're in Rhode Island, but ultimately here Ult- with JoJo and Landon. Ultimately, we're back together. Ultimately, what's happening, folks? Landon, Landon, how many times have you been on the podcast? Uh, just just in the background. We there's one the one unreleased podcast that. The, was the uh, full one. Yeah, you and I did a full one together. It was yeah. like the third, what happened to that? This is the third podcast I ever edited. Yeah, yeah what, why didn't that go live? It was a year and a half old. Let's put it live. <laughs> no, fuck let's it. Not put it live. I think in the podcast did, you talk about buy NFTs right now. Yeah, oh, yeah let's, let's, let's let's can that you, one. You, yeah. were, you were topical at the moment, uh, but anyway, Landon here. Like by way of background, Landon, you were born on a golf course. You will die on one. <laughs> your right. your blood is green. My ashes will be spread on one as well. <laughs> your green ashes. Do you know what golf course you want your ashes to be spread on? Is it the home course? No. I, right now, if I had to pick, I think it would be Yeman's. Wow. Uh, Landon, it's been friends of the brand for a while. I think we can just tell one story of Landon that sums it all up. We're on a tour bus. We're on the Mad Scramble tour bus. A the prevost. Two, the two of you have been going for... 16, 15 straight days. Uh, yeah, today is the 14th day. Today? I think actually, literally, we left Austin at like 10.30 p.m. 14 days ago, and it's now 11.15 p.m. just feels like a long weekend, too. Like, it just really brings <laughs> it by. And on that day, when Landon and you left in Austin, I waved goodbye to y'all. Yeah. And Landon loved this, the tour bus so much that he said, I want to own it, so he bought the tour bus. Yeah, now he's the owner of the tour bus. I think that says everything... You ever need to know about how much Landon loves what he's doing right now? Yeah, is it that you love the bus or that you love touring? I th- I think I love touring. I mean, I it, the it, it's been a while. Two thousand four, I think, was the last time I was on. I did this professionally, and you know everything that my wife said it wouldn't be, it actually has been. So <laughs> she was wrong about that one, but. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think I just got swept up in it, but maybe not the best financial decision, but you know, YOLO. Well, time, time will tell. Time Good news, bad news, who knows. Me. But um, The bus did break down 12 we, hours later. Oh, it was just a momentary lapse of electricity. <laughs> it was but, just napping. But I will say, I think it, what, to give you a glimpse into Landon's mind, L- Landon probably knows more about golf than most people Very that true. I know from architecture to clubs to historic moments to international destinations and hidden gems. Um, you know, early on, I don't. You weren't there yet, Jojo. But we were. We were driving around, and Landon said, "You know what we should do with the tour bus? A top 100 tour where we play all the top 100 <laughs> courses with the bus." And of course, look, you know me. If you're if you're listening to the show and you've been to the Mad Scramble tour, like I love private golf courses. We need better private golf courses. I also have no problem with the nicest clubs in the world because those are typically you know, uh, examples of incredible superintendentship, incredible history and historic moments in golf, competitive and architectural. So anyway, I love this idea. I don't know if it's actually possible, but it's not. It's <laughs> not yet. Don't say that. But that gives you an idea of Landon's. I think ultimately at your core, Landon, you're an adventurer and every round of golf is an adventure. You're one of my favorite people to play golf with. And uh, it's good to have you on the pod. Thank you. Glad to, glad to be here. Yeah, and and all that being said, uh, it's very good to be here as well. I joined. Welcome, I joined halfway through the tour. Thirty six hours you've been here. 
just about what Thursday Thursday at 7:30 a.m. You got here on Thursday? Or f- what day is it? Friday no. Friday no. a.m. Your yeah. first meetup was Boston last night. My first meetup was New Haven. Oh, you're in New Haven. The day right. after my birthday. Yeah, that's right. We I saw you at 7 a.m. That's right. Coming Full off the bus. Full family in attendance. Too. Yes, the entire Phillips clan came including two people who had never touched oh, the golf. Oh, that's right. We played golf on Friday. Yeah, yeah, I got you. You, the two of you, played golf. I played um, some sister sport <laughs> that <laughs> might have resembled played, golf from yeah. a distance. Yeah, still had a putt to win the match on the last hole, though. Yeah, that's one very nice way of saying I missed a putt to win the match <laughs> on the very last hole. But I just it, loved you had a you had like a, a two foot chip with six feet of green, and you were like, "Nah, it's okay. We won't do it." But anyway, I said to Eric. Uh, Eric said, "Oh, you're really gonna chip that instead of putt that?" And I said, "Well, I'm gonna chip it in." And yeah. then I proceeded to uh, chip it and then to putt it. And we all know a push is a win. Yeah. So so in that sense, Landon and I won. Uh, Got to thank a few people before we get started with, before we start this podcast rolling. Currently we're at 65 miles an hour. Uh, but the Mad Scramble Tour and the Mad Scramble Tour podcast is brought to you by Abercrombie & Fitch, makers of incredible, incredible clothing, both on and off the golf course. I've been wearing a lot of it on the tour. I love it. Get a lot of compliments for it. Uh, we'll also, tell that story in a little while, but we did yes. have one very great Abercrombie fan show yeah, up to one Aiden of the meetups. loved it. Yeah. Uh, also, Uni, which is the makers of the incredible, incredibly constructed Neapolitan pizza oven. Landon, I can't believe you don't have one. I, I, I do. Wait, you have one? I do. At your house? I do. I just got one. When? I had to do it because I went to a party and they had four of them. And I'm like, this is too How come easy. you didn't tell us? Did you get a... I, you know, I like to... I, I want to... Just behind the scenes, Verify guy. He's a pizza connoisseur in his yeah, own right. Yeah, I, I want to report back with my... Anyway, we love my Uni. Uh, we love Uni. Great company. Um, Scottish by blood, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, And then also... ProMaster. ProMaster. Which is, you know, one of our favorite friends. Came, I see three ProMaster bags sitting next to me. Camera equipment. Cameras, camera stores. Pizza, clothing that basically describes... And there's one more. Music. Music. Turtle Box. An Austin-founded... Mm. Uh, incredibly durable and long-lasting and loud uh, Bluetooth speaker that we use every day on the Mad Scramble Tour. I'm all in on Turtle Box. And you know what? I'm happy to hear that you were also fully fueled by Uni in your tummy. Yep. And and you had a ProMaster camera taking pictures of your and Abercrombie soaking wet outfit. You best believe I was wearing Abercrombie yeah. at the time. Big so. thanks to the partners for making this happen. Real quick, before we get into the pod, I just want to say uh, every every person that's come out on the Mad Scramble Tour, thank you. It's been such an incredible journey. We we can't go to sleep when the events are over. Case in point, we're holding microphones on the bus in the middle of the night. And um, also thank you so much to the staff at the courses from the GM to the supers, to the assistant pros, to the people uh, working at the restaurants and stuff. Like y'all have been so hospitable and um, every course we've played at, whether it's, you know, uh, let's name all the courses, Oak, Oak, Tree, so Oak Tree, yeah. Oak so tree Oklahoma in City. Oklahoma, yeah, Oak yeah. Tree. So what was that like? Because what, what are their growing pains? In inauspicious start, to say the most. Like the bus literally broke down temporarily when we pulled into the parking lot. It may have been my fault. It was. May have been. What did you do? <laughs> I had bad energy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe now that yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. Well, I was it, nervous it, before the first event. We should we should preface the story by saying that there was literally a lightning strike about 15 feet from the bus the when? night before. 
You didn't hear this story? No, I never heard this. So we we went to bed. Everybody went to bed on the bus in a parking lot of a unnamed hotel in the Oklahoma City uh, neighborhood of the course. And when we woke up, the tree next to us was literally split in half and dark from a lightning strike. Oh, I didn't remember that. That's the first day of the tour? That's your omen? I mean, it's an an electric crew. You know what I mean? Like, we were pulling in some energy. Pulling some watts. I mean, we are in like a, you know, a 10-ton piece of metal yeah sitting in the middle of a parking lot which would survive a cowboy told it told me if we get a strike we're fine cowboys yeah. we're grounded are, by the tires cowboys are fearless driver we may even want to update the bus with some type of way of harnessing that energy oh into uh some type of power yeah yeah we would all end up just like hitting the ball 30 yards farther when we walked out that'd be that'd be crucial day. Yeah, and so, so then, and then we went to Drum Farm Kansas in City. Kansas, Kansas City. City or no yeah Kansas City was Drum Farm that was stop 2 wow that seems like 19 years ago. Yeah, because we had that conversation that we're like 4% through the tour <laughs> right now. Yeah. Do yeah. either of you remember one shot or one conversation interaction you had at Drum Farm oh, that absolutely. stands out? Absolutely. What, I remember what, that what whole movie? day. What's what's one person or one moment that kind of stands out to you? Um, at Drum Farm, well, we spent a lot of time in the morning with uh, uh, Jordan. Mm-hmm. who works there or works works with the company that manages great life team great yeah. life yeah, yeah he was great um and then during the round i mean that that was the round where i was standing at the check-in and one guy came to check in with his ticket looked to his left the other guy waited to check in he said what are you doing here he said what, what are you doing here they were high school friends oh or college friends and they hadn't seen each other in five years and they were like i didn't even i didn't even know what you know, and so that was like a great example of that. Um, the golf yeah. itself there, the course there looked beautiful. The course was. Beautiful. I've been surprised at the pure quality of some of the courses we played. And that goes to you two, right? You guys really were in charge of finding the courses, getting convincing them to realize that this is a good idea. This is not evil. <laughs> this is not the devil you, at work. You say it in the, um, you know, when you're kind of, we do these opening remarks. If you haven't been to a Mad Scramble stop, we're coming to you in the future, and I can't wait to meet you then. Uh, you say we call like 200 golf courses, which which might be on the low end, honestly. Wow. Of the total number of courses we call. Yeah, between all of us, yeah, it might have been probably more than that. And every single one of you who said yes, I just thank you, honestly. Because it's, it's a hard ask. But then you go out, and have we ever had a bad experience with a golf course when we're there? Never. Never. That's impossible. There's it's, That would be like saying, like, uh, you know... I don't know, like pup, like the puppy school. I mean, I guess puppies can fight, but like maybe that's a bad one. It, it, yeah, it's impossible. I think that um, this is something else I've noticed that I, I never realized this. Do you think people know that you get nervous before these events? I sometimes say it. But do you think they believe you? Because you don't, whenever you go, you don't seem nervous. Yeah. Like you have a very, and, and I, I understand this. I'm the same way and I public speak. I'm really nervous about it, but then when it's time to go, you have to go. Yeah. Uh, I never realized how nervous you got before certain events. <laughs> I'll be totally honest. Wait, what do you mean? Like, how, how did you, re- when did you realize that it was actually not just me saying it? Maybe like, honestly, maybe six months ago, maybe even less. Like we were doing the Sharp Park meetup in San Francisco. Oh yeah. And we were driving there. Well, we've, we've always been able to roll in right before the meetup starts and we just can't do that anymore because yeah. the bus we're at a lot of these venues, uh, you know, two, three hours before the actual meetup. They, they say that like that kind of nervousness, nervousness comes from like caring so much. Like, why do you think 
Like what, what about it? Is it public speaking or is it because it's something that means so much to you? Well, I've noticed on this trip, like, well, Scorsese used to say, like, if you're not, you know, Scorsese said that no matter what, no matter what movie he was doing, he threw up the night before the first day of shooting. And he said, you know, like, if you're not nervous, you're not yeah. in love with it anymore. Yeah. And I identify with that. I think mostly it's, it's like probably three things. One is that I want everything to go right mm -hmm. for the members, right? I want them to have an incredible experience every day. And so that means we have to get a few things right. Right. And, um, you know, that's part of it. And then the second part is like, it's crowd surfing yeah. for me, right? Like I'm, I'm completely out of control. It may seem like I'm in control, but ultimately I can, you know, like we set it off. We do a little 10 minute spiel about how random golf club started, where we are, what we're doing, where we're going, how grateful we are to be here. Mm -hmm. And then once that's over, it's pretty much like that, then I'm fine. You know, but then I'm fine crowd serving for the rest of it. But that's also like a preparation of like, OK, I'm completely and I, in a, in a, and I feel like in the best way possible, like I'm just I'm just at your service. Yeah. You know, for anyone who showed up like and then the last piece of it might be nervousness around. Um, this is an I would say this is an inaccurate assessment of reality, but it's like pressure. Uh, perceived pressure, I mean. Every, there was a guy at the other night at um, Philly who came up to me on the third tee box and his hands were shaking. And he was like, dude, I'm still nervous after the first tee shot. And so I don't get nervous about that, but I get nervous about that for him. Like there is a lot of nervous energy when a hundred strangers come together and there's no icebreaker. There's no, you're not at a bar at 2 a.m. You're on a golf course at 5 p.m., sometimes on a Monday. You know, so there is you, you absorb the energy of that which you're around, like as a as a rule. So there is part of that where it's just and, and then and the last thing is it's just fucking excited. You know what I mean, because I know where we get to the third hole, the sixth hole, the ninth hole. Like I know exactly the beats of the meetup, and like we always get to that like relaxed sixth tee box where it's just like, man, this is great. The you best. know, and everyone's just chilling. You know, yeah, there is that moment of decompression, and I cannot relate to anything more than. I mean, I remember vividly the first time I ever hit a shot at a meetup. And part of me almost wants to feel that again. Yeah. And it was uh, it was one on Muni, Lions in, in Austin, with that dog leg over. And I had my, like, little three-wood burner out and, and hit a shot. And, and I was shaking. You're totally right. And I was talking to Keffer about this earlier today who, who flew in just to make a natty birdie on uh, one of the par threes. Yeah, just, just coming in. 85, 6 iron, tap in turned to me after he hit it said i think it's in the hole you know to dead serious uh and i said to him i don't feel nervous on golf courses anymore because of these meetups <laughs> it's like navy seal training it really it it's it's shocking now when i play there was a time in my life where if i played with random people i would be nervous i'd almost have oh, performance right, anxiety right. that i would play bad in like front when of we played them. tamarack Exactly. Yeah. In fact, when we played Tamarack, it was really cool to see you like good shot, bad shot, same, same Jojo. It, because of meetups, honestly. Yeah. Because after you hit a good shot and a bad shot in front of a hundred people enough times, you kind of realize very quickly that golf is a personal journey. Yeah. And you take the good shot or the bad shot with you either way. I turned to 
turn to Landon during the middle of our Tamarack round. This was we played with Sal from Arcos. It was it was a wonderful time. And I turned to Landon. I had a very bad tee shot. And I turned to him and I said, "Well, that was this is just awful." <laughs> and Landon, without missing a beat, he had no idea what he was talking about. He was like, "Actually, I think they've done a wonderful job." maintaining the, the course <laughs> he was like considering how wet it is they've done a really good job and i was so embarrassed that i had said my shot was off i was like yeah no you're right yeah, we no, all that's, know that's what i was we talking all know it wasn't about. your best <laughs> gotta gotta pump my boy up you know I, i'm yeah. curious to know so your first meetup was about two and a half years ago yeah, a little september, bit less, september right after you started rgc Lynn, yeah. your first meetup was winter park old days yeah i was gonna say i remember my Hybrid off the first tee there. Vividly. Yeah, well, what was that like for you? We never really debriefed. This it was has been now three and a half years. Yeah, I mean, I just met you and you know was, was hanging out, doing did a couple shoots and, um, yeah, it was it was that was a wild weekend because that was like, you know, a lot of firsts happened in that weekend and the PGA show is always yeah an interesting thing. But my my yeah, I got paired up with a random kid from I believe Oslo, uh, and Norway. Yeah, <laughs> he, he might have been the same kid we met in the yeah, basement. I oh man, I could I could look up his name, but we, we still chat. We're friends on Instagram and we comment on each other's posts and stuff like Martin Hogard, I believe his name is. And uh, uh, yeah, first teach. But the, the stressful, the most stressful shot of that meetup was on the fourth hole. You took my camera and you said, I want to take a picture of you hitting it. It was the same hybrid. And if you want to see that picture today, it's my LinkedIn photograph. So <laughs> if you want to go on that rabbit hunt, you can track down that photo. But that was a photo that Eric took with my camera. Fuji Wait, X-T2, Landon, this is, this is 50 gonna, millimeter lens. This is going to sound so creepy, but yeah. I know your reaction to hitting your first shot at Meetup because I've been deep diving the YouTube channel to find old well, clips. There's footage? And uh, there's footage of you at your first Meetup where afterwards you turn to the camera and you describe it as like golf with a little bit of acid. That was LA. That was, yes. that was, oh, that, was Penmar? Right that was Penmar. That was Penmar. I mean, Penmar was, that was wet. That was, that, a, that was a crazy day. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was our first hundred person. 150, right? Cause we did yeah. three. That was, a, that was like a week or two before COVID. Yeah. By the way, uh, if you do hear any weird noises in the background, again, we really are on the highway. Uh, we're on 295 heading south. Uh, Cowboys driving is being safe. We can't go under 65 miles per hour because there's a bomb in the bottom of the car. I'm going to just get a status update from Cowboy on the mic here. Yeah. Just walking up to the cockpit. Oh, he's going in. Hey, uh, Cowboy, can I stick this mic in your face and ask for a status update? <laughs> What's the status update? Uh, well, we got about 22 minutes to our next turn. Uh, Norwich. We should be getting there within 30 minutes, I think. Thank you very Thank you very much for, for keeping it smooth. Captain at the helm. Uh, the bus that we're on has a million miles. Cowboy himself, six million. Cowboy's driven six million miles in Can you life? believe it? I've only flown about a million and a half. Yeah, I wonder what the frequent flyer bus mile situation is. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Wait, I got, some ra- I got some rapid fire questions for y'all. Okay, go okay, ahead. Okay, uh, best meal, worst meal of the trip. Mm, go ahead, Landon. Uh, you do best meal. I'll do worst. Uh, the the <laughs> Lebanese food in Detroit, I think, was my favorite. Wasn't that so good? It was so good. The coffee. The that's coffee what stayed with me. So this was good. 1 a.m. in the morning Simple almost, treats. and we were drinking Lebanese coffee. Oh and it was kind of one of the most delightful tasting beverages I think it I've was. ever it had. Was some chai with some sugar in there. Yeah. And it was just, you know what it was? It was free. It was just in a big-ass, really? like, three-gallon, mm-hmm. or no, it was a five-gallon uh, percolator. 
Yeah. You know, one of those things they have in AA meetings. I'm used to those. But like, and it was just like, and I saw some guy pour and I was like, what the fuck? It's free? That was amazing. This is 1 a.m.? Yeah, yeah, this was, was a late one. You know, we're, we're big on that Yelp search of like four star plus restaurants that are open past midnight. That's what, that's this what was, I did for tonight. This was Detroit. So this was after a, a meetup where the last two holes were not played in the rain. They were played in a fucking squall. A like, maelstrom. It was fucking wet. It was so wet that all of us looked at each other in the end and we were like, we don't need a shower tonight. Like legit. Wait, we, did, nobody did, showered did that night. Did you shower? Yeah. I was going to ask you. No, no nobody did. Because Detroit, no, Detroit was the only one where it really rained, right? It was the only so one where it rained at all. Okay. Yeah, you can't even call that rain. It was like sheets of water. Yeah. No, How did first, it... first tee shot. So we hit the sixth holes of par three. Uh -huh. Or sorry, the seventh holes of par three. And right at that green, you're very close to the clubhouse. Right at that green, it also started immediately downporting, like zero to 100. And then a lot of people started heading back to the clubhouse. And I was like, we got two more holes to play. So we walked to the eighth tee where I teed off first. And my club fell out of my hands and flew 100 feet down like a cliff. Oh, my God. And I was just like... You released I the hands, yeah. I guess I should have had a rain gloves. Landon had a rain glove. I had rain gloves. Well, how, did, how does yeah. it compare? Because the three of us have played the wettest round I've ever played. Oh, it was, <laughs> like it was three or four times. Yeah, that. if you took all the rain that came out on that round and yeah. compressed it into 40 minutes. Just a super soaker on every tee box. We don't, we don't have rain like that in California. I, I'm yeah, honestly, it was like immediate wet. It was lake effect. Okay. Like I, I went like six minutes without an umbrella. I was soaking wet. Tyler came back and brought the umbrellas and I was like, I, I don't even need it. Like it's, I'm already done. Yeah, you're already And then by the time we walked up to the ninth green, which we were gonna eagle, I mean, everyone was just laughing. Like it was just like, there was a dude who was like, was wearing a shirt, but it got so wet that it just dissolved. <laughs> it was crazy. And then everybody hung out for like an hour and a half afterwards. <laughs> I took my shirt off because I was like, I'm too wet. <laughs> and then I have all these photos of me with like, all these like families and I just I have a picture of me with no shirt on and a family of five and the father of the family sent it to his her his wife and he she he showed me her reply she goes haha who's the guy with no shirt <laughs> <laughs> okay you leave that meet up and you go get Lebanese food that was that was the best meal that was the best meal I'll worst do meal. worst meal <laughs> where to begin okay funny enough it was also Detroit yeah that's breakfast. <laughs> was the worst it definitely was <laughs> so we get up in the morning and sometimes we have to split crew so we, a lot of times we land in you know in the wee hours pre-sunrise at a golf course the bus parks we wake up at whatever time and then we get into an uber xl and go find breakfast and at the same time we find a bathroom that we can take a shit in because there's no shitting on the bus so this morning landon had to go out early to drop off the laundry so Landon and Charles go to drop off the laundry and me and the rest of the crew get in the, another Uber a few minutes later and we're going to meet at, um, uh, what the fuck was the place called? Should we really blast them like that though? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's two. Oh, there is two. Remember? Yeah. It, I can't remember the name, but it was like Manny's Cozy Cafe. And if you're listening, Manny, this is, this is we're not, it's like, not this Manny. is an opera. It's not, it's it's not, not you. It's something else. The yeah. service was great. Yeah. Well, here's what's funny is yeah. the, the, the interesting part of the story is that there's a Manny's Cozy Cafe and there's a Manny's Cozy Diner. I see. They are not the same. They're not owned by the same people, but they seem very much the same when you're been in the town for like a, a period of minutes. And so I took some of the guys to Manny's Cozy Cafe. Oh, you which, split crew to different Manny's. Which was like, they literally, it was like a bar that was open at eight in the morning. And I was like, uh, in the Uber, I was even like, hey, I didn't think this place was like 22 minutes away. I thought it was like nine minutes away. 
we're on some freeway. There's like a car on fire. I don't even know where we were going. We get there and I was like, there's two Manny's. So then we had to wait another 15 minutes for an Uber, whatever. Anyway, we got to the restaurant and yeah. I mean, the food actually wasn't that bad, but it was just, it was more the experience. Yeah, I had a tough time thinking of the worst meal, but now that you say it, that was, that had to be it. We haven't had really a bad meal yet. No, we haven't. Yeah, but that was just like, uh, yeah, just the, the whole vibe leading up to the meal was so bad. Yeah. With the miscommunication and the wrong, and who, two restaurants named that closely in any city that they got to resolve a, it you think that would like there's not enough overflow and they were not owned by the same person no I, yeah I mean. one of the interesting things about the bus just just to summarize it all is that the things in life that are easy mm. are now hard and the things that are hard are now easy i called you in preparation for this trip a, a day before i flew and that's what you told me you yeah. said uh i said what do i need to be prepared for and you said brushing your teeth <laughs> it's yeah, the little things it's the little things pick up after like yourself. getting ready for bed yeah like that's it's you know we're in a moving box yeah it's too electric to go to bed a lot yeah. of times it's a problem we're having because then around seven eight o'clock in the morning we don't want to wake up but, no um it's just tour life dude. yeah gotta sleep in well i want to talk about the golf and and actually um some 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 of our friends and members on the app um sent in questions so we want to talk about that uh but let's go to a quick break um hear from our hear from our sponsors our partners and uh, hear a little bit about membership. And then I want to talk about Boston. I want to Ooh. talk about Minneapolis. Boston, dude. And I want to talk about the lowest round in recorded history. Boston. Yeah, okay. A quick word from the sponsors. Be right back. Here's the thing is Boston needs Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh needs Keaton Park. So Keaton Park, first Mad Scramble. If you're listening, you probably know what a Mad Scramble is. But we take out 50 to 150 people. And we play a mad fucking scramble. We did it at Keaton Park for the first time. We made a video. You've probably seen it. Link down here if you haven't. Yeah, I want to give Landon the uh, flowers for that, by the way. It was Landon who uh, very first very first on a content meeting said, what if what if we all played a giant scramble? Yes. A long time ago in Dallas. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. And, I'll take it. And, uh, you know, some quick highlights from that first Keaton Park round. We showed up there. We were, we were like, fuck. Uh, we don't have time. We can only do four holes. Like, we're not going to be able to do nine. So uh, on the fly, I'm like, okay, the video needs to be different. Um, we'll say how low can you go in three holes. We'll go. We get through the first two holes. Uh, Eric and I look at each other. We're like, let's just go until we can and see yeah, how many. Let's go until they kick us off. Let's go until the cops come. Can get. Until very recently, too, that first hole was the longest time we spent on a green ever. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was a weird 12-foot putt that yeah. took, like, that nobody, 60 putts. Yeah, nobody could make. Yeah, and then the uh, but the energy was electric. It was different than than any meetup I had been to up to that point. And we'll never forget the man who sank the putt in the last hole. Oh my God, Terry! 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 Oh, Terry's listening right now. He just got some flashbacks. Terry, man, Terry, dude. Yeah, he made that. He made a four footer under the stars, under the constellation of uh, flashlights, and cemented himself in RGC history. We'd go on. You know who chipped in? Remember who chipped in? Um, another eagle, Joe. wasn't it? Joe. From New Jersey. Joe. Joe from Jersey. Someone assuming in that inter- post-chip yeah. in interview. Yeah, he was just really mellow yeah. about it. He was yeah. like, yeah, dude, I'm just, that's what I do, you know? And it was like, you know, in hindsight now that we've done, you know, 20 of these mad scrambles, like more or less, Finland, sure, uh, Sharp Park, Ojai, and then all along the mad scramble tour. Like in hindsight, chipping in even from off the green is an incredible feat, really even hard. with 100 takes. 
But he chipped in from like 60 yards. He ran it up this this double-decker green. Yeah, green above his head. Yeah. Yeah, so okay, so let's go through the highlights of the tour so far. Um, Pittsburgh was always going to be a fun event because when we woke up at Grandview, this 18-hole golf course, like carved into a Lord of the Rings type mountain, like a hobbit, a hobbit mound in the middle of a Pittsburgh, Appalachia at its finest, smokestacks all around. In theme parks. Yeah, there was a there was a there was like a roller coaster that intersected with a with like a steam shovel. And all the Pittsburgh colors too. All the roller coasters were either black or yellow. <laughs> and you're waking up to just to be clear, you're waking up because you drove in the night. So you you're waking up in a foreign land. Oh yeah. Like you look around, you're seeing smokestacks. Yeah, we every morning we so you're on a different part of the tour. The East Coast part of the tour is we're driving during the day. For the first week it was wake up, new golf course. New it basically you'd open the window and you'd see a practice putting green and really nothing else. What was the what did you see? You saw someone chipping at four AM? Yeah, that was Des Moines. Um, I, I've i been doing the runs with the cowboy to the hotel because, you know, we're following all the, the proper rules about driver rest and we got to get him to a hotel. And we come back and I'm kind of getting, you know, getting in, winding down a little bit. It's ready pitch to go to black, bed. right? Pitch black, like okay. 3 a.m., 3.30 a.m. And I see a car pull up. And, you know, this was very early in the tour, so I didn't know, you know, you know, a lot of parking with a giant bus is on the uh, edge of what is legal, what's not. Something, you know, oh, man, you know, we're in trouble kind of thing. Guy pops open the back of a minivan, pulls out a wedge, <laughs> no putter, just a wet. Goes to the putting green, like night chipping, like 100 balls, smoking cigarettes, hitting chips, goes back to his car. And this is three hours before sunset, sunrise, like solid. Yeah. And, Grinder. and I talked to the pro later in the day. He's like, yeah, he does it all the time. Like, he's just like a guy. That's like his thing. Do you think he, there's a chance he's sleepwalking? Do you think there's a chance he's just uh, getting you know up? You know what? There's a, chan- the the chan- a chance we need him on the Mad Scramble tour. <laughs> <laughs> we need that guy. I bet he's is, is short game style. We need more chippers. Yeah. I so, in hindsight, I should have offered him a spot. Oh, for yeah. sure. Uh, Des Moines was a great event, actually. Yeah. Um, again, great golf course. That's always a great, like, stage. Um, but, We've seen any stage can work. I mean, New Haven, we, we played at a cumulative 800-yard golf course. New Haven, three holes in, we started making up the holes. Yeah, exactly. We started kind of doing new boxes. My uh, my family had no idea that golf could be like yeah, that, that was at awesome. all. Okay, so Pittsburgh, we get in. We It's energetic. We're feeling good. We eagle the first hole. Second hole is like a fucking stunning par three on the side of a mountain is this the drop hole yeah no no, no that's this yeah, is actually not. a more beautiful par three really you'll see God, uh I'm easy so birdie I wasn't there. third hole we spin around and and it's kind of like a you can't see the green it's got kind of like an uphill tee shot and a downhill approach we cover the we cover the speed slot there and we've got 70 yards in on like probably a 400 yard par four we're all lined up across the fairway everyone's hitting and I'm I'm getting an iPhone video of a guy who almost puts it in, and then like 30 seconds later, someone puts it in. Magic. What are we talking Magic. about? One stop hop, roll in. What, it, what, no, how it does probably it, how does it, stop, it probably hit like 10 feet short and two then bounce? just rolled straight in. Yeah. yeah, two bounces rolled in. 
And I mean, it was just electric. Is like, it the thing where three people notice and then it spreads, or does everyone at the oh, same time? Everyone noticed immediately. Yeah, it was instantaneous. Because we had such yeah. a high vantage point of the green, oh, I love you could that. see the status of all of the balls. And the fact that his ball didn't hit another ball is really interesting. Mm -hmm. But it, what's funny is Chris, the guy who hit the ball, it went in and he ran 70% of the way of the hole and then ran back. <laughs> like, like he didn't go retrieve the ball for like six yeah. minutes. Steph Curry vibes just, at, at, at Tahoe, if you saw yeah, recently. Yeah. Just burst of energy. But, but about 25, 30 people followed him. Oh, yeah, too, yeah. yeah. I mean, we all ran with him. Yeah. I ran right next to him. <laughs> it was amazing. Okay. Well, you know, it's not that I knew. Like, he, sorry, he held that energy maintained because as we went on, we kept having miraculous moments. Well, that was what I was going to ask. Like, on the seventh hole. Yeah. What's the seventh another hole? Another par four, 360, through like a, through like a, like a rock shoot. Mario golf type. Mario, Mario golf. And then there's rock a big shoot, mouth yeah. bunker in front of the green, so you can't roll it up. Mm -hmm. I hit a really good drive. It was probably like 330. Like I really popped it. Like a low driving pull draw that somehow ended up just left of the green in mm -hmm. the rough. We took that and halfway through, I kind of was like getting a snack, some dude chips in. And he couldn't see it because he couldn't see the surface of the green. So there wasn't even a big shout. Like, I remember Char was standing by the pin and he's like, no, guys, you can stop. <laughs> like, in. we're in for two. Can't do better than that. Can't yeah. get a one and a half. So, so that's why when I came on the bus, Tyler was referring to Chipsburg. Chipsburg. Chipsburg, Pennsylvania. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so that was really energetic. And what, and what was really interesting about Pittsburgh, it was the most diverse group right. by far. Age. Yeah gender uh like like golf skill like there was a lot and, and honestly i think pittsburgh had some of the coolest quote unquote like like there was a there was like i saw more supreme mm -hmm. i saw more like cool nike shit i saw more like style going like there was a guy who had like remember the guy jabri who had like the sick he had like if dior made a golf bag he had that and he bought it from a thrift store oh, cool and then he had like a mosquito netting supreme bucket hat and like people were shotgunning beers like it was at the same time like it was still random golf club yeah but it just had the pittsburgh flavor well you and i've talked about this before and and actually we talked about it in april this year but random golf club isn't any particular person no and it's not any particular click you can at the new haven event we you know my, some of my family came and, and some friends and family came and people who had never heard of random golf club were getting down with it yeah. and they didn't look like a cool young hip golfer necessarily or like a preppy country club like it was it was everything in between yeah. because the commonality was the thing we all relate to which is how it feels to hit a great shot yeah around other people who can recognize that yeah just so special so you go from chip you so you go from chipsburg I join up. Very happy to see y'all. What's the mood on the bus halfway through the trip? I think optimistic. I mean, I think we uh, the this the kind of um, building of the day. We have a big tent out there and a lot of merch, and Tyler kind of just runs this ship um, during the day that just so beautifully. And it, it took a lot to set up in the first few days. And now we have it where it just goes up and down so easy. So I think we were just starting to realize that 
like this is becoming like a well-oiled machine now and uh, the vibes were high coming off of its how about over on on team eric is there a is there a moment there where you're like whoa i put some miles on the body like we we had one question that was like are you more or less tired than you thought you would be at this point both (laughs) yeah (laughs) no i mean it's it it really it's like everything it just comes down to like how good are you at recovering and resting and Mm -hmm. taking care of yourself and so i think um in philly i i i went for a run before the event and i went for i got like on a really fun run and i i ran too long and i I and i think i got a little tired you know Mm -hmm. so it's about it's about it's not only about tweaking the logistics of the bus and the breakfast and the setup of this of the tent and the Mm -hmm. check-in and the wi-fi and the and everything but it's also about your body you know what i mean like when do you need to go to sleep when do you need to wake up how do you sleep the best like i need earplugs whatever you know what i mean like stuff like that i think the most tired we were was um that was uh chicago chicago weirdly enough like yeah well that's weird so chicago's two days and chicago was a two-dayer with hotels was what you were supposed to be able to rest yeah i I think honestly the funny enough i think the reason why we're so tired is is on landon's head right now we got we went to a a russian Russian? bathhouse and he's landon's wearing a russian uh, like a wool Russian sauna hat. I was wondering what that was. <laughs> and yeah, we all have them. And, um, you know, for some reason, well, that sauna gave me a migraine that I've never had in my life. How hot I, was it? Was 220. It was, it was the, by was, far the hottest temperature. There was I've a ever dry been sauna? Like there's saunas and then there was 220? this sauna. Dude, yeah. You needed to take jewelry off for sure. 220? I mean, yeah, I remember Finland that like I couldn't go no, it, too fin- much It had longer. nothing on Finland. Yeah. Finland was like Finland was an ice bath. bath. Okay. Yeah. Well, and then they also had an ice bath too. It was I'll, only sixty degrees, but I give you read. I I was trying to like look cool and wear my sunglasses. My sunglasses <laughs> started melting in the sauna. <laughs> it was that, and like I was drinking a I, I, some sort of metal drink, like a diet coke or something like that. Oh, you went to put it to my lips. The metal burn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a rookie mistake. And we did three actually. pops. We did th- you know three back of course to the cold and the all hot. of you did this yeah all of us and like and like everyone got tired i for some reason decided to go swimming laps after this hour and a half like you know contrast therapy so i go outside into the russian pool and i and i go i start swimming half of a lap and i realize i'm so dizzy that i might drown so i stop swimming i stand still and then i'm like you can do this so i continue to swim and then I go back in to talk to the guys and Landon hands me his phone to order lunch. And I'm like, I can't like see the phone. And I blame that I didn't have my glasses, but did I tell you this Jojo? No, I, Nick told me you got a migraine, but I didn't no, hear anything. I like had this. a phenomenon occur. Mm-hmm. And so before I've never had a migraine, but when you get a migraine, it can, it can occur with a visual effect. The visual effect I had, and I had no idea what was happening was my vision was like a kaleidoscope. God, that's terrifying. Dude, it was so terrifying. And I was really confused. So I had to pay for the sauna afterwards. So I'm getting, and I was like, I couldn't find my wallet. I was looking everywhere and she was like, I have it. You gave it to me as collateral. And I was like, right. And there was like a woman standing there and I was like, is she like, I'm so confused. Then I go outside and I do the, vo- the voice to text like Google search. Mm-hmm. And I write, why am I having kaleidoscopic vision? And I'm standing alone outside the car and it says there's three potential uh 
lead, leading factors, right? One of them is you're on acid, which I was not. One of them is you're having a migraine, which I don't know. I've never had a migraine. Yeah, it never happened before. Number three is you're having a stroke. So I went and got Tyler, and I was like, Tyler. And I just handed him my phone, and he was like, whoa, okay, you're going to be okay. And then I Googled who gets strokes. And like, it's a tough Google search. It is, but I mean, it's 60 and over, 65 and over, like obviously how heart stuff, yeah. you know? I was like, okay, I'm probably not having a stroke, but whatever. We get in the car, my head is fucking like pounding. Splitting, yeah. I can't even think. And then we were driving in traffic, Landon's driving. And yeah. I remember we, we pulled out in traffic and I was like terrified because I thought these cars were gonna hit us, but we had a green light. Like it was just like, it was just crazy. Anyway, we all were very tired for some reason after that. And I almost died, and but we're fine. And was that possibly pre-meetup? That was at 2 p.m. That was and we had a meetup at 5. Yeah. So I snorted some Excedrin and just put <laughs> and the, the big show boy pants goes on. on. Yeah. We had a great meetup. Yeah. Yeah. He, he pulled a little like two and a half hour coma move. Came oh, yeah. Out I did take a nap. That's right. No, yeah. This was your Michael Jordan flu game. Yeah. <laughs> it was Vernon Hills day one. And literally, I mean, and that was a, that was a great meetup, too. I mean, it was. That it was really great. Was, that course was just really cool. And. Yeah, and we actually had at that meetup, we had um, uh, Andreas come to his mm -hmm. third meetup. Oh, he went cool. to Milwaukee and Chicago twice. Very cool guy. That, 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 that for me was like, I remember my brother was telling me, like, we went to go see the dead over July 4th weekend. And he, he knows the dead, like the back of his hand. And he's like, there's this quote from Bob Weir where he was like, yeah, we were playing shows. And then all of a sudden we realized it was kind of weird because looked down the audience and we'd recognize people <laughs> <laughs> and i thought that was cool because like i know people come to these meetups from a long way away yeah we were in boston people came from new hampshire and maine right people drive for these things and that's like a really special thing um to I, like receive i had a special um moment in boston um someone came up to me and said hey jojo uh it's really good to see you and i looked over and i, I kind of like the name tag and i was like oh hi and he was like it's me and i was like ryan and the editor of that dallas 50 person ryan, ryan uh ryan liebert ryan liebert ryan right. liebert the who edited that first youtube video that kind of the very first matt scramble yeah that um you know would get 300k views on youtube that would kind of introduce this concept to the world I mean, he's kind of responsible for all the people coming out to this in some Abs ways it was absolutely. really cool for him to see it so I, I i had to like I, he did the meetup and four or five holes in i went and found him and i said hey you tell me what's the difference in real life and in the source and when you receive all this raw footage and bring it down and it was really interesting he he said uh he said it went a lot faster in real life than he thought it would oh interesting which is really odd to hear from the editor yeah and uh he said it was it was somehow even more like electric and alive and and it's really funny because like that's what people say when they see a video and they go see it in real life but for someone to be so so attached and close to it and to create it and then to also get to experience it in real life. It's just, I never really thought yeah, that would be so specific. Yeah, that's cool. I think I've actually been on this tip. Like I love filmmaking, you know what I mean? Like that's why we're here in some ways, in mm -hmm. some funny little way. But like, I've really tried to put a lot of intention into the live event Yeah, and like the way it starts, the way it flows, the way we, the way we like, take care of this group of golfers kind of and so it's been it's really fun to like not worry about the video and just be like what's the experience and so it's cool that R ryan got to see both 
Yeah. And Ryan was at a special event. I mean, 14 under. Come on, come on, Boston. All right, talk talk to me about it, y'all. Widow's Walk. First of all, maybe one of my new favorite names for a course. Great name. We looked it up um, just very shortly. It's it's a course on the um, south shore of Boston and in Cape Cod. Was it? Where is it, Landon? No. Oh, no. Situate. 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 He was calling it Schwady for, like, for like a year. Yeah, all my Bostonians out there. S-C-I-T-U-A-T-E. Situate. Situate. Did you see the old logo, by the way? I looked it up last night. Yeah, it was kind of dark. It is. It is really dark. It's a woman, look, it's a woman looking out to sea? It's, a, it's literally like a woman almost crying looking out to sea. Yeah, like so, you, so the Widow's Walk refers to a, a, a cupola, an, an old Italian architecture style where you would put a... A, a railway or a walkway on top of your house and it became popular in certain Cape Cod homes because the idea was the spouse would go out on top of the house and, and look out to the sea waiting for, for their partner to return. And uh, in this case, well, it was actually kind of a romantic thing and I guess kind of a cheeky tongue and play on, on golf and the like. But um, all that being said, it was one of the most beautiful courses. Yeah. I've it was seen. definitely like the nicest course we played so far in terms of like just full stops, like like trees, grass, landscaping, uh, quality, and um, also it's a muni, and it's a muni that also is the first golf course that's in the Autobahn Society for its ecological like preservation efforts. So really cool. Ian, Garrett, and Nate were great on the staff there, and then obviously a hundred players came out to do something. Yeah, and that was to um, so who had the previous record? Was it, it Pittsburgh? Was, it was there was a few people. Thirteen was held at Keaton Park. It was or no, it was Keaton Park twelve? 12? Keaton 12. Park was twelve. Keaton was twelve. Right, one birdie or sorry, one eagle on a par four and two eagles on par five. Yeah, Pittsburgh had two and two, mm-hmm. two par four eagles with Chris's pitch in. And yeah, so so thirteen under was the record, and Boston. It had a chance. Three par fives. Yeah, going, going into it, we knew we had a lot of people. Yeah. And we knew we, we had the uh, the firepower and the scorecard, as you say, kind of yeah. where it starts. Yeah, three par fives is like the best indicator that if you get a couple things rolling. But you still need the two eagles on the par fours. And they weren't short. And neither of them came in the first five holes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right. Six and eight were the two par four eagles. Yeah. And the sun was going down. Yeah, and what's funny is, like, I don't think we really... I think we all felt like we could drive the eighth green, but there was only one ball on it when we got there. That was in the dark, mm-hmm. and it was a hard dogleg right. You couldn't see the green from the tee. Totally blind. No one playing that on a Saturday is aiming at the green. At, they're hitting, <laughs> a, they're hitting a four iron at the fairway, Yeah, and then they've got, a, like, an 80-yard chip or pitch or whatever. And both of those holes we played from the back tees as well, so it wasn't like we... Yeah. We found a wider tee box that was close. We, you know, six especially, we played all the way from the back. So, And it's time to talk about Brendan. Yeah. Uh, maybe the most clutch player in RGC's meetup history. Also, the one of the youngest. How old was he? 15. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah he he's 15. 15. He's 15 years old? Yeah, I thought he was like 20. He yeah. had the chutzpah of a 20-year-old. He stepped up and hit two confident putts. Yeah. Yeah, he sank the putts on eight and nine for two eagles. Like, seriously, that putt on eight was a hard putt. What was it? 40 feet? Plus. 48 feet? Again, in, in lit only by flashlights, you have a kind of gauntlet 
of people around you. Yeah, an oval of 100 people all shine their flashlights down. And the putt broke so much that we had to adjust the circle of people. Like the circle of people was prohibiting the line because it, it broke like six, at least six feet on the left. and With the yeah. proper pace, yeah. Because yeah. it died. He that putt died, died into the hole. Downhill putt off a mound. Yeah, I mean, and like when he made the putt, I mean, it looked like he had a seizure. Yeah, he was. He <laughs> like he, he was he went, so excited, he, he started shaking. Yeah, he completely glitched. <laughs> like, and honestly, that to me is like, that's some fucking I'm alive shit. Yeah, that's that, some that like never in. forget. Mm-hmm. Like, like it was like he was in the USM, <laughs> but better. Oh, we got someone coming on the bus. Oh, we got a hey, Nikki Balls. Nikki Balls. Oh, Nikki Balls. Nikki Balls. Nikki, you want to wow. say hi? Nikki, come sorry, this is our rep from Encore here. Twenty-year-old Nikki Balls. Say what's up. Give him a give him a twenty-second life story. Uh, basically started working for Encore a few years back, and now I'm traveling the country, following you guys around, and having a grand old time. Tell us all the first things we you've done it. on this tour, really quick. Oh, let's see, Vietnamese. Uh, no, Mediterranean food, Middle Eastern food. I was in a Russian sauna. Um, <laughs> some crazy, crazy stuff. Like. That I would have never thought I would be doing. So Nicholas Balls, who is, uh, again, one of our really good friends at Encore Golf, um, who has been very kind enough to donate balls all throughout this entire tour. Um, and, and honestly, Nicky, you're a great salesman. Um, I really only have one question for you. Uh, where did you shower yesterday morning? The morning of Widow's Walk. The morning of Boston. In a marsh directly <laughs> across the street from the golf course. And you brought in soap, yeah? I walked right into the water. Bar of soap had the swim trunks on and just started scrubbing down in front of some guy walking his dog. <laughs> you know, it's I have no shame. Not just any what's, soap. What's, what's funny is... Natural soap, by the way. What's natural. funny is, you. I saw you and you said, I hit a new low. And I said, what happened? And you said, I, you told me the story. And I said, honestly, Nikki, that feels like a new high. It's a new high. I think it's a, it was a maturing experience for me. You know? Nikki, do us a favor here. Encore is a great partner of ours. We're very excited to be working with Encore, makers of one of the best balls as rated by Golf WRX and My Golf Spy, explain real quickly why the Encore ball is so special. It's really the technology behind it. You know, it's the whole company is all about innovation. Um, first company to put perimeter weighting into a golf ball. Hang on. If you're listening, I promise you, you don't know what perimeter weighting means. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't until he explained to me. I thought I did. Explain it real quick. Yeah, so perimeter weighting is in like uh, your drivers and your cavity bag clubs. Um, essentially helps keep that club face straight when you're coming back down through the ball. Uh, so we put that in a golf ball, and it basically helps keep your drive straighter. Um, it might cut back your fade and your slice a little bit uh, to make the drive overall go straighter. The balls go really fast. They're, they go far. But um, overall, they're just they're great golf balls. I gained some distance, and I do see my ball going straighter. Real quick, though, one of the most interesting things I learned on this trip about Encore is how the Encore business, based in Buffalo, New York, persuaded or ob obligated the USGA to change some of their rules about the construction of the golf ball. Did you know this, Jojo? I, I do not yeah, know what so you're Just about. real quick, what was that? First time in over 100 years where uh, the USGA actually made a ruling change to accommodate the Encore golf ball. Um, they, I want to say it was two rules. They had to change two rules so that the Encore golf ball fit their their list of, um, like, their conforming list. Awesome, well, man. Well, thanks for your time. Thank Appreciate you, Nikki. you. All the boys are in the Black Plane video games, so if you want to hang with them. They're all chilling back there. I think they just they just did something special. I heard him yelling. Thank you, Nicholas. Thank uh, you, balls. If, See you soon. If if anyone's listening, you know from uh, Encore Corporate, I just I just want to say uh, it's been a true pleasure to have Nikki on the bus. Seriously, and, thanks for sending him. And thanks for sending him. So them. literally, Nikki is 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 uh, too young to rent a car, so he's renting his friend's car, 
and uh, it's this SUV, and he just drives along behind us, and you know, he's just always got energy. He's a positive guy, and like, I think he really puts a good face to the name. I I do as well, and uh, let's get into some of these questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we got a couple let's, questions. Let's do one or two, you know, because we, we only we got to get to bed. But um, yeah, I, I guess d- we're at the harbor, huh? We're I the did. Harbor? Yeah, we're at the harbor in New London. We're back in Connecticut, in my hometown. I did get a couple questions that I I really wanted both of you uh, to answer. This one's from um, one of our members, Thomas Giswold. Um, Thomas, by the way, pleasure to have you. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining. Um, how often do y'all get out and practice? Is like it, on the tour? In general, is it hard to find range practice time in between the RGC madness? If you do, what have you found most helpful? The only thing I've, I've I don't hit a range ever really. I'm Never. bad. I'm bad at hitting ranges. Mm-hmm. Nikki's 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 back. Nikki? Nikki, you can just Oh, we're coming back. Don't worry. Nikki, don't worry, Nikki. Don't, don't worry, Nikki. Nikki don't worry on the car. Nikki, Nikki fun, let Nikki. go. Nikki, let go you of the car. Sorry, guys. It's like that scene in Fight Club. <laughs> just let go. Like we're trying to train Nikki. I'm going to hit him in the ear. <laughs> I just wanted to destroy something beautiful. <laughs> hey, Jared Leto, call Jared back. Jared Leto, yeah, he's back. Um, random one for EAL, but uh, I'm going to throw Landon in here as well. Who is the White Whale podcast guest who is not a golfer? Ooh, wow, the White Whale guest that's yeah. not a golfer. Y- y'all are Ahab in this analogy. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm thinking it's either We've Rogan always had Obama. or Ruben. Oh, Rogan or, R- Rogan or Ruben. Why yeah. not both? Porque no los dos. Well, like at the same time, I don't think I could handle that type of energy. Yeah, there'd be a lot going on there. Because then Rogan would just interview Ruben, and I would kind of be like, mm-hmm. hey, guys, hey, hey, hey. excuse me. No, I think. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> imagining know? that. Yeah, because like, they're both big, big personalities. They're probably both wearing sunglasses inside. In the you Russian know? bathhouse. They're both smoking weed. I'm not yeah. smoking weed. You know, all of a sudden I'm left out. That's contact high, though. Yeah, I'm definitely. Yeah. I need to leave the room. Yeah. Um, yeah, Obama would be cool, but he plays golf. Oh, yeah. I guess in the question itself, what about you, Landon? Any conversation you'd want to have with someone? Uh, McCartney doesn't play golf, right? Yeah, not that not I know that of. I know of. No, I, I think that's the first person that popped into my Interesting. mind. Interesting. Because I just been thinking, you know, on the road, Beatles, kind of just that. I think Landon but, wants yeah. to join a band. I mean, he's he's got the casing for a band right now. Behind the scenes. Behind we the are scenes, a bit of a yeah. band. Yeah. We're a merry band, Just keep absolutely. It down. Um, this this was a question I already asked. What was the nicest course you played on the Matt Scramble Tour? Honestly, hard to say. Obviously, I joined late. Seems like it's Widow's Walk to me. Um, I mean, they're all great. That's the funny thing. They're all really, really yeah. great in their own way. Widow's Walk was a special stage. Widow's Walk was a course I would not have thought you could walk as much uh, with as many people as we did. Yeah. Of all different backgrounds, kind of where you're at. We played um, my second favorite par three course I've ever played too, in Warnemont Park. Yeah, where was that? In in Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Um, I thought that's it was, right. A bunkerless yeah. par three course, just sort of on a bluff south of Milwaukee. That was really special. Right too. on the lake too. Yeah. Yeah. Although Beautiful we never saw that. You don't see the lake from the course, even though it's literally no. Right you on see the from lake. the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we woke up. All I saw was the lake. We played golf. All I saw was the golf. What's happening, by the way, for you listening, is is the nightly ritual of, of our wonderful driver, Cowboy, getting a hotel room um, and us sleeping on the bus until until the morning. Yeah. 
And we'll probably sleep until we get on the ferry. Because, yeah. you know, you can sleep on the bus while it's moving. We'll be waking up. That's what I was thinking. I'm not going to wake you guys up in the morning. I just want you to wake up in the middle. In the middle of the ferry ride. Yeah, in the middle of the ferry I don't, ride. I don't want to miss at all, though. You know, Maybe I'm, wake I'm up wanna... some of the camera guys. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you could wake me up. And, Got it. Uh, okay. And I want to throw a drone on up. the beds. It's a camera full guy. on. It's camera a barrack back there. It's a moving barrack. It can be cam. Yeah. Um, Hit so, us a couple more so, questions. So the question I had uh, here, which is from Kyle, Kyle Cranach. Um, again, wonderful to have you, Kyle. Thanks for joining. Um, two weeks of daily golf. How are the swings of Eric and the rest of the crew holding up? And has it been fun or difficult to finish these rounds in the dark? Not at all. I think the dark is even more exciting, more energizing. Yeah, you were born in the dark. And then, um, and then the swings, I mean, you know, good days, bad days. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen Landon hit, like, incredible shots. I've seen him, like, not hit great shots. I've seen the same from all of us you know some days we got it like because you know there's a lot on your mind before you hit a golf ball yeah which is what's cool about it is like the golf goes into the background and then the experience of being together goes into the foreground so yeah i mean that was nice it's not even about like i remember yesterday at boston 14 under i drop kicked my drive on the first hole and i was like well here we go i don't think one of oh no we did use one of my shots i had an eagle putt on uh yeah, you six. Made, I made the made eagle, putt, an eagle six. putt. Yeah, yeah, but it was on such a mess of people, no one even knew I did it. I stroked that thing too. That was nice. Um, this is from Alex. In one hundred years, what do you want the legacy and impact? This is a good question, honestly, especially for right now because of something that's being launched in a couple weeks. Uh, in hundred years, what do you want the legacy and impact of Randolph Golf Club to be on golf? Yeah, I mean that's a huge question, Alex. Um, it's late, Alex, but we'll answer it, but it's late. <laughs> I think if I answered it, I'd be wrong. I think the only thing that I really care about is that, you know, our lives are by definition impermanent. We're living when we're alive. We're breathing. That's all we get. And I just wanted to be continuing to grow and improve and get better and serve more people, uh, you know, the day after I die. You know, I wanted to be set up for success success succession you know those words must be related and um yeah, i care a lot about that I, I i really um never wanted it to be the eric show and uh you know we're in a we're in a place now to transition out of that and make it into the real random golf club whether it's the content whether it's the events whether it's the chapters the ambassadors the meetups tournaments handicapping tea times whatever it is right getting better at golf in terms of it's a game that you play that's what I want it to be about. And, um, you know, I think, I think we're, I think we're angled in the right direction and, um, you know, ultimately, uh, it's a question mark. You're here. I mean, we did have a succession plan for, uh, for the migraine gate, for the migraine, for kaleidoscope. Charles took over. I think it was Cam. 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 Yeah. Cam's the face. Landon's Landon's the manager. Uh, I'm behind the scenes. But the idea would be that we just show up and Cam would say, "Hey, I'm Eric. Thanks for coming out." (laughs) If you haven't met If you haven't met Cam yet, Cam is um, he I would say he's new to the team, but I think after this tour, you get dog years. Oh yeah. Um, each year is like a month and a half. He's uh, he's a wonderful infectious personality, and tomorrow, which is the last thing I want to touch on before I go and crawl into my pod. First night in the bus. First night in the yeah yeah this is true. We've been doing hotels the last couple of nights. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to do this. Uh, 
tomorrow we're doing something we've never done before. We're evolving, we're adapting. We are playing at one of your favorite courses in the world. Is that fair to say? Um, I mean, I have a feeling I'll look back on it differently. I haven't played there in about 10 years. Mm -hmm. But Montauk Downs on the eastern end of Long Island was a very special course for me early on. It was a, I remember I would play Super Twilight there for like $39, which was steep. And um, we would never finish. We would maybe get in 14 holes and then it would get dark in the last four holes. I guess the reason why I like playing in the dark is because it reminds me of the way it used to be for me where I'd be like, all right, I got two balls. They're not glow in the dark balls. Let's see if we can, let's see if we can play in. And I remember my friend John and I, who's not a golfer, he's like a painter. Yeah. We played and we were on like the 17th hole and I remember we both hit and we couldn't see shit. And we were like, man, I guess if we find them, we'll keep playing them. And they were right next to each other on the middle stripe. And this is these Long Island courses, these East Coast courses that cut them black and white. So half of it's moan away from the tee and half of it's moan towards the tee. And yeah, we just, I think we lost them right after that. But, you know, like. We found those. But playing into the dark was a great time. So Montauk Downs is like, uh, it's sort of my, um, like, my, like a, like a course that I really like. It was a special course. It was a course you respected at a time when you were learning the game. Yeah, and I didn't know much about architecture. So for me, Robert Trent Jones was like <laughs> the god. <laughs> I had no idea who Tillingcast was mm -hmm. or, you know, any of these other incredible, like ne definitely not C.B. McDonald or anything. Yeah. But, but Montauk Downs was a getaway too because it was like a, an adventure. Like I had to take the train or drive and, you know, like. And, and today uh, it's quite an adventure for us because we're putting a tour bus onto a ferry. We're going to the tip of Long Island and um, we're going to go say hi to all our members who are coming to the event that night 50 of them 50 and, of and what them. are we gonna do we're gonna split them in two yeah and i get a team and cam gets a team yeah and we're gonna play a 25 v 25 scramble match play to the death for a massive prize that we'll announce you'll you'll see it on social you'll see it in, in the video forthcoming um I'm by the way this idea excited. like all great ideas came up about two hours ago at the <laughs> middle of the brass monkey in providence we had a great little dinner and all of a sudden just, you know, it's kind of like jazz or uh, or uh, the Harlem Globetrotters. You know, we just enjoy passing the ball. We don't even want to dunk it. We just want to keep We just want to keep playing the game of creating. Want to keep playing, yeah. And it is best idea wins. That's, that's <laughs> certainly, the, if there is one rule, that's the one. Indeed. So, yeah, tomorrow something new, the day after something even newer. Yeah, the day after... <laughs> The day after, I don't even... Hey, hey, New Yorkers, oh. meet us in the Bethpage parking lot Tuesday at 6 a.m. <laughs> bring some Duncan. And bring your uh, New York State driver's license. Yeah, we're going to be playing some golf at Bethpage Black on Saturday, on Tuesday morning. Come on out and say hi to us, man. The bus will be in the parking lot. I don't know when we're teeing off, but we'll be hanging, and then we're going to immediately drive. And hey, actually, if yeah. you want a vibe, if you're coming to the New York meetup at Van Cortlandt Park, the oldest public course in the world, Meet us at Farmingdale and just hitch a ride with us. We can fit some extra friends on here. We already are going to be fitting some extra friends on here. We're going to be having... Oh, is Grant taking the bus? Grant will join us for the bus. Oh, my from, God. Uh, that's great. Wow. We're put, and we're putting YouTube's... Um, maybe YouTube's most successful uh, solo golfer on the on the good old Matt's Grant Horvat. Got the, his swing is almost as pretty as his smile. <laughs> I love that guy. We do love Grant. I love Grant. I think um, Grant's... Uh, I think Grant might be... An RGC member, like I think he is. <laughs> he is. Like I think he 100 percent is, and uh, we love that. Did Did Mark Stropman uh, leave a leave a question in the uh, in the app? Um, let me check. 
take this moment like what is the app if they're listening sure yeah well, i'll vamp for you yeah so you probably got a mid-roll in here about membership and random golf club and the bag tags making a re-debut in a new colorway with a new logo the something for everyone logo wrapped around a monogram with two hands shaking very proud of that new rendition of like what our brand means and what we strive to create for as many golfers as possible um the app is a thing that you can find on the app store it's called the random golf club app and uh, it's a place to connect and get offline and go play golf together and talk about stuff like golf clubs, swing tips, cool courses, fits. Uh, your local chapter has a meeting space there. And, uh, yeah, you can join now. Yeah, come check in. Uh, hit the lounge. If they want to join, just look up uh, what our randomgolfclub.com slash membership. Yeah, I don't know what the URL is. It's in the de- well, it's in look, the description. They, they can go to the App Store too and just get it there. And and basically, we're relaunching the bag tag on August thirtieth with the member kit, with the box, with the tea bag, with the ball mark, with tees, with a zine, and with a personalized piece of random golf club for your bag that is a talking point. It's a it's a it's a share of what your ethos is. It's why you play golf, and it's what it's basically what set you belong to in golf. Because golf is a corporate game that like didn't really like turn me on when I got into the game, but this club is what I wanted when I got into golf, and so. So if you want to turn Eric, on, if you want to turn me on, go to the app store. Get a bag tag. <laughs> in like Fight Club, this club is in every major city in the United States yeah. now. There's one yeah. rule, except that this one is: do talk about it, share it with your friends and family. Yeah. Um, Mark Strawman did have a question. I thought he did. Yeah. I, you know. Shout out, Mark. You're, we, we see you in the lounge. Mark's a legacy member. I met him in Milwaukee. Awesome. He just didn't even say anything to me. He just said, hey, I'm Mark. And, like, you know, legacy member, obviously. Lifetime membership that's available on on, uh, on the website and the app. And just it's a share of support. It's a share of, like, hey, I'm in it for life. And I get that, like, where you're going, like, you don't even know. But roads, you don't need roads. Sorry. Back to the future. But anyway, I did see um, Christopher Lloyd. What's, what's his? Christopher Lloyd Webber. Is that his name? The actor. Anyway, Dr. Brown. Yeah. I saw him at the movie theater wearing a Patagonia fleece, and he looked totally normal. Patagonia, huh? Yeah, I was just oh. like, look at you go. All right, sorry. Um, we're going to talk about Mark's question. Yeah, which is very timely, actually. What was the uh, what was or will be the toughest A to B course to schedule logis- logistically on the tour? I, I guess it is this stretch right here, because you know Landon referred to um, you know uh, driver, driver uh, rest. rules and regs yeah and and cowboy like six million miles on him like we want to keep him healthy we want to be driving safe obviously following the rules um so we've gone from night driving to day driving now we're about to go back to night driving when we go from van Cortland to dc which is on tuesday night that's a five and a half hour drive at least so we got to get to montauk on a ferry at 6 a.m and then we got to get from montauk to beth page two and a half hour drive by 6 a.m the next day and then we got to get to Van Cortland in the middle of the day, and then we got to get to DC in the middle of the night. So, definitely, Landon's sort of like looking sleepy all of a sudden because this is a lot of <laughs> logistics to manage. You know, that's a lot of logistics, but also there's a ferry. There's golf. By the way, guess how? Do you know how much it costs to take a ferry across with a tour bus? I do. Yeah, I was kind of shocked. Yeah, four hundred dollars. So you thought it was gonna be higher? Or I lower? thought it was lower. I figured tour bus make it like. $370 feels high. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing is they get to control the market. Can we put the bus on a plane? That's why it's so expensive is because you can't. <laughs> you know, like they can, they could say any number, and if you have to cross, 
You have to pay. I mean, what number would we be like, we're driving? What number? I'd say maybe double. You'd have to drive. Yeah, that's if we're talking seven hundred bucks, you gotta drive. Well, what we would do probably is we would. Anyway, whatever. We don't need a logistics. See, this is this, but you're. There's Mark, a thousand ways to solve a yeah, problem. Yeah, Mark, you're you're getting the sneak peek into what the conversations constantly are. And by the way, this conversation happens at fucking breakfast. <laughs> it's like, okay, we're driving from here to here. Where do we go to breakfast? Well, what's open? What's busy? It's Sunday. Forty minute wait for nine people isn't so fun. You know what I mean? Like, and by the way, I loved today's restaurant. It was a great choice, Jojo. Thank you. Yeah. Landon was poo pooing it for sure because he doesn't like waiting. Neither do I. I hate waiting. I to, hate waiting. You know what? To be clear. There was there was no expectation of wait. That was just they what said the, just wait outside, and it was like I think it was only twenty minutes. I called them twenty minutes before we got there, and they said it'll be ready when you're there. And it was completely so, empty when we left. Yeah, it closed at one, and we got we sat down at twelve fifty. Yeah, all this to be said. Um, and then you go to a restaurant, and you're like, do you have Wi-Fi? You call ahead. They're like, yeah. You get there, and you're like, bro, this yeah. is not this is this is not Wi-Fi. This is wired in for sure. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's difficult, and in this stretch as well. Um, we were talking about this last night is there's golf at Montauk then golf at Beth Page the hardest public golf course in America in the morning and then golf at Van Cortland later that day so yeah. that's gonna be a nice uh, 28 hour stretch yeah well, a lot of walking three of too. the best courses in New York City that are all public access historically relevant architecturally sound and urban well two of them are urban Montauk is not but like yeah, just just some of the greats, you know, and that's actually a four course stretch of the four courses I played. Because Montauk, Beth Page, Van Cortland, and East Potomac, I've I've played. Those are the only four courses I've played on this tour. Oh, and we're hitting them all at once. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. New England golf, we're back home. And um, if you're in Austin, you heard it here first. Oh, wow, yeah, August 29th, block party. Block party at Riverside Golf Club. Dude, that's the first course I that's the first course I played in Austin too. RGC, I guess. Dude, the old Harvey Penick stomping grounds. Yep. Anyway, August 29th, stay tuned for that. August 30th, bag tags are live. And tomorrow we're live. Yeah, August 31st, um I guess we're sleeping. Yeah. No. Actually, I'm on a plane. Actually, I'm on a plane to San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, hey. Thanks so much for um bringing out the mic, Jojo. Thanks for hanging with us, Landon. And thanks for listening everybody. Enjoy your mowers, enjoy your cars, enjoy your trains, and enjoy your buses on ferries. And uh, thanks everyone who's already in the app. And uh, if you joined today, thank you so much. Welcome to the Random Golf Club membership experience. We'll see you on the ferry. <laughs> see you in the showers on the ferry? Showering at a golf course, new high, huh? Picking up a shower at a golf course is kind of like grabbing a coin in a video game, you know? Because <laughs> each shower is 17 bucks at a truck stop. Ding, ding. <laughs> We took five showers at the golf course. I was like, sick, we're going big at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get those nachos. Just... All right, we'll see you later. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>